Brayton, are you ready for another exciting episode of Mentor Moments? I am. I am. Uh, we just want to take this time and just thank you guys for continuing to tune in and listen to Dr. Keener and I chat with some of our awesome uh, guests. It's been a lot of fun. So just thanks again. And as a reminder, Mentor Moments is a collaboration between Maryville University's Rehabilitation Counseling Student Organization and the Missouri Rehabilitation Association Eastern Chapter. On this episode of Mentor Moments, it is all about me. <laughs> Today, we're going to take a deeper dive and learn a little bit more about Brayton. Brayton is in his last semester here at Maryville University. He's going to share some tips on how he's been successful in school, what he's looking forward to as he wraps up his internship, and then life after graduation. Brayton, I don't. I mean, I know you're on the hot seat, but I'm. I'm pretty excited to hear what you have to say. Uh, I'm excited to. Um, I'm excited for our listener or listeners uh, to get you to get to know you a little bit more. So we just have a few questions, but let let's just get the ball rolling. So, how how's school going yeah. for you right now? Yeah. So it's flown by like I said I keep thinking about like first semester like of the program and just man how quickly everything goes it's really it, it I mean de depending on like how you decide to go through the program and decide how you go through it um it might be different for other people but for me I guess it just felt like a sprint um and uh it was a good sprint obviously I'm learning and I'm I'm, I'm soaking in all the information but like before you know it you're already at the end and you're like okay here we go <laughs> so um yeah I'm in my last semester um of the program and it's really cool to see the puzzle pieces come together um different things from different uh classes i mean especially like research like we're we're all we're, we're pulling terms in from research <laughs> that um i thought that i would be completely done with and i would never hear again yet we're here we are learning more about uh research uh things and assessments and such like that um, but it's really cool to see the puzzle pieces kind of coming together, the terms that we've learned in previous classes coming together, um, and just getting a, a, a greater, a, a more complete picture of what the profession looks like um, in the real world. Yeah, I appreciate that answer. And something you said early on, I, I want to follow up on. You, you talked about sort of feeling like a sprint, taking courses, but, you know, as you know, we're not a cohort model where you have to take X number of classes. So how did you decide to take two classes, three classes, four classes? How did, how did you yeah. make that, that decision? So I think for me in my, where I was at kind of in my educational experience, I had just finished my undergrad and um, I, with my goals, the way that like my life was set up, I was living here in St. Louis. I just knew, you know what, I'm ready to, you know, I'm ready to get, get done with school <laughs> in my own way. Um, of course, uh, be able to learn, but I knew that with um, just my life in general, I knew that I had the freedom to be able to take uh, more classes per semester. I knew that I had, you know, the um, ability um, to take on that uh, course load, thus um, finish the program a little quicker than um, I would say I'd be able to do so at possibly a different program or if the life if my life was 
different, I suppose. Right. Well, I, again, I, I guess hearing you say that kept make me thinking of those counseling things that we would say, like, know yourself, know, know your best self, know what's good for you. And, and for you to be able to take three or four classes a semester, that, that wasn't overloading you, uh, maybe coming from an undergraduate model, you're taking five or maybe six courses a semester. Right. Um, I just kind of wanted to keep that ball rolling. Yeah. I was like, I'm used yeah. to this. Let's just keep this ball rolling as much as we can. And I was already, like I said, I was already used to that undergraduate model of taking a bunch of classes. Yeah. So. Awesome. So sort of next school related question, is there, I don't know, something, I mean, you mentioned putting the pieces together. Is there, I don't know, something, the pieces you're seeing put together, like in your internship side or something that you were maybe learned that you weren't expecting to learn or I don't know, any, any other insights with, with content and. Yeah, that's a good question. I'd say uh, disability uh, and career development are things that I didn't think that I would encounter. Um, especially in, in the role that I'm taking in more of a clinical area um, or a more mental health area of the field, they're there everywhere. So job development um, and and disability uh, advocacy will be there no matter where you are working. Um, and I'm seeing that in um, the case studies that we do in all my classes. I'm seeing that in my internship. Those two aspects will be there no matter where you're working. I promise you that. Um, and so those are classes that I initially were taking. I was like, I'm not sure how this will fit into everything, but I mean, I was really interested into, in, in those aspects. And now I'm seeing like, oh, this definitely fits in no matter what, no matter where I end up being, that it plays a part. Yeah, I guess I, I hear you saying as well, hopefully it's something that we say often is approach every class or every sort of course with an open mind because you sort of just don't know where that information will be used in, in the future. So sort of, again, just don't shut your off, yourself self off to something just because at step one, you didn't actually see that as a, a major force. Exactly. All right. So I guess my last question about school is, you know, maybe a soon to be student or a first semester student, do you have a, I don't know, a tip, any suggestion for those just starting? Yeah, I, I think uh, the last time that like we chatted, like just about this, I think I said something like, get to know your classmates, get to know your cohort, get to know like your professors. I'd also say get to know your strengths, get to know, like, just like how you're getting to know the people around you really take a, a minute and just like look in the mirror and figure out like, what are my strengths? What am I good at? Um, and, and you'd be surprised at how far some individuals get into the, either their careers or in life and they have no clue what they were good at <laughs> or, or not. Um, and sometimes that can be difficult, but um, taking that look inward and thinking like, okay, what are my strengths? What are, where are the places that I'm gravitating towards? Um, and then really capitalize on those things. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, and to take that even a step further, I mean, that's, a typical interview question, right? That we should be able to kind of talk to our strengths, uh, see how they could apply, see, you know, so again, I think it's, that's, that's, it's good to know. So you also have a, a new transition in your internship. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So my first semester of my internship, I had completed with Youth in Need. Um, I was previously um, at their emergency shelter serving as a therapist there. 
Um, and it was such an awesome experience. I got to see so just so much. Every single day was completely different. Um, and with this semester, the semester I'm in currently, um, I have transitioned now um, into the school-based uh, setting. So now I am in uh, two locations, um, two different school districts, uh, serving as a therapist for each of those uh, school districts. Uh, and it's been very different. It, it's been di different in some areas, but very same in other ways. But I mean, it's totally different. Yeah. So it's almost like you've had three clinicals now, right? It feels so, like so, because again, even your practicum was completely different. Yeah, as yeah. Well. So, I mean, because I I completed my practicum previously at the uh, at SLU uh, Cancer Center. Um, which, you know, was more clinically based and more, you know, mental health. And now, you know, and so yeah, it was, these have all been very different experiences, which I'm thankful for. I love it a lot. So again, thinking like a potential student who would, you know, let's just, cause you're, you're at youth in need now, who, who would be the ideal student that would do well at, at youth in need? You know, what, what sort of, yeah, that's a good question. I would say, you know, I, 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 I don't want to go obvious here, but I do want to say, you know, if, if you have an inclination to working with kids, obviously, um, and with that comes a lot of other traits that usually those individuals have. So um, kind of what we already talked about, but be open-minded, be open-minded to um, uh, different ideas, new um, techniques. Um, there's tons of trainings that we go through at Euthanie that are all kinds of different um, uh, functions to them. And then I'd also say uh, learn to collaborate, um, a collaborative student. Um, if you're a student that really likes to collaborate with not only um, other professionals, but also with parents, that would be a good place to kind of sharpen those skills is learning to be in a collaborative uh, just approach to uh, mental health care or just any kind of, you know, uh, case management as well, definitely point you to youth in need for sure. I'm also thinking, is that primarily a nine to five type yeah. of, so mm -hmm. you yes. sort of need to be available in the, in the daytime here. Yeah. Um, so I, youth in need is really awesome because youth in need has so many locations with so many different needs. Um, so there are opportunities in which maybe a nine to five doesn't work for you. Um, I know that, uh, at the shelter, they, that, uh, they were very flexible um, with uh, in terms of times and when I can be there and when I can't because it's a it's a homeless shelter and it's always open, you know. Um, and now doing school based therapy, of course, that's more. I mean, I, it's you know from when school starts to when school ends, um, so that's a bit more of a rigid structure. But Youth Need is is very flexible with their locations Good. and with their time. All right, so tip what what would be maybe a tip for students in securing an internship? What would yeah. What would be helpful for them to know? Well, I mean, I kind of going back to my last tip, which was like, get to know your strengths. Well, like once you know your strengths, then use them. So if let's say that your strength is um, is more working in the uh, vocational area, um, use those strengths and don't be afraid to reach out to those that are in, um, you know, uh, the voc rehab area and say, hey, um, you know, my name is yada, yada, yada. I have such and such strengths. I'm currently in the Maryville University program. I would really like to learn to um, sharpen these strengths that I have, learn more about the profession um, and, you know, to, to, to pick up on those things. So I guess in order to, to get those sites don't be afraid to reach out. Be the first person because usually those things don't just, you know, sure, they're, they're scary. I totally understand that. But making those first, um, that first encounter and making that first initial impression really lets uh, employers know that, you know, you're serious about this and that you're somebody that um, would uh, be a good candidate for an internship or a practicum site.
So you mentioned earlier you're you're in your last semester and you already have sort of like one month gone of that first semester. So three months left. So I'm I'm going to ask you to sort of predict in the future here. So so how are you planning or preparing for life after graduation? Yeah. Um. So I first of all am studying uh, a lot for the NCE and the CRC exams. Um, those are exams that I plan on taking within you know the next couple of months. So I've been preparing for um, quite a bit, um, uh, just making sure that I'm prepared for those two exams. Uh, I um, you know fingers crossed, knock on wood, will be passing those. Um, and then you know once I graduate, then I. Hope to continue working at Youth in Need. Uh, I've really enjoyed my time there. Um, I've really been able to connect with a lot of the uh, professionals, which has been great. Um, and that ideally, I would like to continue my service through there. Um, and those are the, the that is the plan as of right now. Is you know pass those exams, graduate, and continue with Youth in Need, and uh, continue um, getting that supervision, and then you know get my get my license after you know about two years of supervision so yeah that's that was my that was my plan at least you know things are always subject to change but yeah yeah as of right now right exactly uh, we're gonna hold you, we're gonna hold you to that we'll, we'll do another another podcast yeah in, in, in a month months. it could be yeah right. who knows yeah <laughs> well what about professional organizations or or how, how have you thought about maybe staying connected to oh yeah you know, maryville uh, profession at, at a larger scale. Yeah, as well. absolutely. I mean, all, already just from um, being able, you know, I've been you know, very lucky to have the privilege to uh, interview individuals who have been a part of the Missouri Rehabilitation Association, uh, Eastern Chapter, and um, the people that I've been able to meet have been awesome. The uh, um, incredibly welcoming, um, incredibly uh, open to sharing information um, and sharing, you know, different ideas, different um, methods of how they work and how they practice. Um, so that is definitely something that whenever I graduate and continue into my into my uh, professional career that I want to continue being a part of and participating in. Um, because it, just being a student and just being, you know, just uh, seeing how um, close knit it seems like everybody knows everybody like everybody is connected to each other in some way shape or form um which is awesome and as a professional that's going to be you know fresh out of college i would certainly like um just that network of individuals that i can not only you know rely on but also can you know work with hopefully in the future so yeah yeah i know i always joke that like the MRA Eastern Chapter is a built-in alumni association oh. for, for, for <laughs> me, the, the program. So, yeah, I, I would advocate to, to stay connected yeah, as well. Well, Brayton, I, I appreciated getting to know you a little bit more. I Hopefully our listeners did as well. Any final words? I don't think so. No, I just, uh, thanks uh, again um, for having me. And I look forward to the next uh, couple episodes that we've got. Awesome. So if you're listening to this, that means that you're listening to Mentor Moments. That means that you're probably listening on either Spotify or Apple Music, or maybe you're listening some other way. Uh, we just want to recommend that you continue to listen. Uh, tune into some of our previous episodes um, and stay tuned. Subscribe to us um, because we'll have plenty more episodes coming your way as well. In addition to the podcast, we have two other ways for you to stay connected with the Missouri Rehabilitation Association Eastern Chapter and Maryville University's Rehabilitation Counseling Program. 
We are proud to announce the creation of a YouTube channel and a blog. Both the blog and the YouTube channel will have all things related to the Missouri Rehab Association Eastern Chapter and Maryville University's Rehabilitation Counseling Program. Check us out.